0: This is Very British, I'm Lewis Weston, and this is The Big Episode 25, the biggest and longest episode in the history of this podcast. Today I'm talking about Fortnite, one of my favourite games at the moment, a podcast app that I use pretty much daily, and where I envision this show going in the future, first though, I would love it if you could email verybritishpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's a verybritishpodcast on one word at gmail.com and offer me some suggestions for future episodes. If you do, you will get a shout out. And I was looking through my emails today. And I found this. This was sent by Kelsey. Thank you so much, Kelsey, if you're listening. I'm sorry I haven't got around to it sooner. I was just looking through the emails just before I started recording this episode. She says that she'd love to hear more history stuff and more of the cultural differences between the UK and the US which I definitely will do. I'm not a massive fan of history, which is why I haven't covered it before, and I didn't think it was something that the listeners, like you, might enjoy, but at least somebody wants it, and I think it will be good fun because we have got a lot of historical sites in this country. So if there's any historical sites or things that you want me to cover first then please do email in and let me know or any other suggestions as I say if you want even more from me I have got a whole another podcast if you like what you, you hear in this episode take a look at that you can get that for only one dollar a month or twelve dollars a year so it's not too much you'll help support the support me and this show and I would love it if we could have a few patrons after this episode goes out so yeah go over there take a look it's the second link in the show notes if you've been listening to this show you may have known that a couple of weeks ago or days ago even i went away to america for two weeks i was actually in disneyland and it was amazing i'm going to talk about my highlights and the rides that you should fast pass so on the first day we went to animal kingdom it isn't the best park to go to but the new um avatar rides there's an avatar boat ride and then a flight of passage one the boat ride was pretty cool i'd probably fast pass it if you like avatar if you can if not then you don't really need to bother about it. the one i would fast pass that was either one the flight of passage we had to wait in line when we got there. first thing i think it was like a three hour wait so definitely fast pass, pass that and get on that because it's great the safari as well as another one that I had fast pass is probably for me what animal kingdom is but obviously before the pandora ride came in it was definitely one of my favourites and the last one that I had fast pass is the yeti or the everest one well, I'm not sure what it's called um, it's a roller coaster about an expedition up Everest and it's so much fun. So definitely those of them are three to fast pass if you can. If not, I'd probably wait in line for them because they're really good. You don't want to miss out on that. The next one that we went to is Magic Kingdom. It's one of my favourite parks in Disney and it's the biggest one as well highlights for me there were Splash Mountain if you like a water ride it's it was very warm when we went there very humid if you go in the summertime so I would actually recommend going probably in October the Halloween half term if you've got children Uh, if not then yeah, probably about October time, round about then, is probably the best that I'd, I'd say. Anyway, back to Magic Kingdom, um, and there's live as well, so, hey. <laughs> so for Magic Kingdom, as I say, Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain's really good. Not as good as Splash Mountain, though, in my opinion. The Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, that, if you want to get on that either queue up early or fast past that early if you can because when the park opens a lot of children come in and they go straight to that one Space Mountain is good I like that it is a roller coaster in the dark so if you don't like the dark then it's maybe not for you but in I've I expected to go in in, like, a big drop, but it's just, like, a... A bit like a mousetrap type ride, if you've been with one of those. Just goes round, like, in the dark. No big drops, so... Which is quite nice. And I I think that's everything. There is a race car one in Tomorrowland. That's quite good. And then... Not a ride, per se, but Mickey, meeting Mickey Mouse backstage—that is a really good highlight. You can—I think there's also another character as well that you can meet in the in the same spot. It's just as you go in. Um, I don't think you'd really need to fast pass that if you just look at the wait times. Usually, when I went there, there were—I think it was about twenty minutes of hour right, So that's pretty nice. You can get a few photos with Mickey. I think that concludes it for Magic Kingdom. There are loads of other rides, but I can't really remember them, so obviously they weren't that good. <laughs> um, next up is Hollywood Studios. They've just opened the summer 2018 Toy Story Land, which looks really cool. However, I would... I If you're planning on going, if you're looking at booking, I probably wouldn't go this year and wait next year because they're opening a Star Wars land, like a Star Wars bit world, which looks good. Unfortunately, it was closed off to me because they were building it at the time that I went there. However, the new Toy Story land rides are pretty cool. We didn't get a chance to go on the Alien sources ride. It was shut down, I think, due to weather, or it broken. I'm not sure which. But we did get to go on the Slinky Dog Dash ride, it's a double launch roller coaster, which is pretty awesome, and it's quite a tameish roller coaster. It's a family friendly, they say, so it's not massive. But I think what it does really interestingly is it uses the momentum. So you as you're going up the side, it sort of and it sort of uses the cart's momentum to sort of hang there. And then drops you down, which is really cool. Something that I haven't seen on any other roller coaster, and I really, really like that. And um, so yeah, just thinking like Dash is good. Toy Story Mania as well. It's another one to fast pass if you can. It's basically a v- like three D virtual game with Toy Story characters. It's really good fun. Really hits your arm as well after it. So, yeah, that's good. And also Test Track as well. If you've not been on that, you need to go on that. You make your own car and then you get to see how it performs in a, in a simulated test. Really, really cool. Also, another one that you might want to fast pass, depending, is the one in the big globe. Looks at the past where we come from and the future and where we're going as a species. Also soaring as well as a fast faster or get to that early first thing because that is really, really good. You get to fly over some of the world's most iconic buildings and places. Really, really good. Oh, and of course, whilst you're in it, make sure you go all the way around the world, you get to see a lot of different cultures, which is really awesome. And of course, there is in the British section. There's a pub, and we spent a bit of time in the pub, which was nice. Um, so yeah, if you like that sort of stuff, then that around the world bit is great. Unfortunately, there's a ride, which is a bit sad, but I guess there's. Drinks and food. Talking about food, what we did was we brought in sandwiches in our bags, um, and we ate them for lunch. We had breakfast before we went, and then tea afterwards as we as we come when we came back. And there was one thing that we got at the parks, and that I'd probably recommend picking up is. The apples and caramel you can find it near the safari at the magic kingdom and near the main street in otherwood studios i'm not sure if you can get it elsewhere probably can um, it's really good really nice apples and it's nice to dip it in that caramel as well i almost forgot two of my favourite rides right next to each other down the street as you go in and if you turn right you'll see the Tower of Terror I'd never, never been on it before so I was freaking out a bit but it's actually really good you f- I expected it to be like a big drop but you feel really floaty and bouncy, it's really nice and it's quite different to the other couple of rides. Also at the Aerosmith roller coaster, that's pretty good. It's an indoor roller coaster it in the dark with light up bits. It's really fast and really good fun. So I definitely go and check that out. If you can that's a good one to fast pass or get there early with Hollywood Studios. I don't know where I've gone. I've Gone back and forth between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Anyway, well was so I? I think that, yeah, Epcot, great. I think that's pretty much everything. Hollywood Studios, just those other two. And I really don't think there was anything else. There's some Star Wars stuff in the main. They, they do that every hour and every half hour, depending on what show you want to watch. And. Indiana Jones is really cool, it's if you like filmmaking, it's a behind the scenes look at action at the at the action and stunts of the Indiana Jones series of films, which is really good. And I think that's everything. Yeah. But also near Disney is universal. They've got three parks, Volcano Bay. Event, island of adventures and then the big universal park if you buy the express pass you get it unlimited in universal which is really good we went through the islands of adventure and the other universal park that ran to each other which is good we went to pretty much went on pretty much every ride in one day which is really really good a couple of my favourites the Hulk is probably the best roller coaster in Universal there's also the Rip Ride Rocket I did like it but it um, had a bit it was a bit jittery but good Uh, but the Hulk was really smooth and really nice Um, with Universal the majority of it is a virtual sort of like 3D cart rides which is I mean if you like that sort of thing then it's great I mean the rides are good But if you like your roller coasters, then you're not really going to find much there. The Spider-Man ride, that's good. Uh, If you're a big Harry Potter fan as well, they've got a whole Hogwarts and Hogsmeade section. So that is really good. If you're a Harry Potter fan, also they've got Diagon Alley as well um, with the... Two rides, the escape to Gringotts, and another one. Uh, they're both virtual. I think with the Hogwarts one, you can set the castle, and that does go upside down. So, yeah, make sure you take your flip-flops off and your phones. I made the mistake of leaving the phone my pocket, so I had to sit on it, and it almost came out at one point. But anyway... Make sure you put your items and loose items in the lockers or in a bag and leave it with someone who isn't going on the ride if you've got someone in your party that isn't going on the ride. I think that's pretty much everything. Uh, Jimmy Fallon is really good. He is a late night um, show host in America. You get to race through New York and see New York with him, which is pretty cool. Um So yeah, that's good. Uh, The Minion is right, obviously, one of the best for children. You get to become a Minion and go through tests, which is good. Um, What else? The Shrek 4D is pretty good. Yeah, it is. I like that. And I think that's pretty much everything for Universal and Adventures. I think there is a cat in the hat thing, I think. Um, So yeah, that's quite good. Uh, that concludes America, pretty much. That is what I did. Uh, in terms of eating there, um, Bre- we stayed in a Springs Hotel. The- we did stay on, I think, the Embassy Suites, it's called, in International Drive. We stayed there a couple of times before. That is a good place to go. I think breakfast inclu- is included there, which is nice. There's an olive, yeah, an Olive Garden down the road in the subway, and an IHOP as well. You can get the trolley for free and go up there. That's quite good. Where we stayed this time was in the Springs area, and it's about a half an hour walk up. And there is an IHOP. We went there for breakfast a couple of times, but we mainly just bought porridge and Cheerios, and we just had them in our room, and then we packed sandwiches uh, for lunch. And then a couple of times we did go to the Olive Garden. There was one in, near Ditty Springs as well, just round the area. There's also a supermarket near there as well, which you can, we got, like, the Cheerios and the porridge and the stuff for sandwiches there. They are ri- uh, in Olive Garden even. <laughs> That's really good for Italian food, if you like that sort of stuff. Um, So, yeah, go and have a look at that. That's pretty cool. And I think that's everything. Basically. Food. Yeah. Covered it all pretty much. So let's move on. To another. Part of this. Really big and long episode. Stay with me. Next up. I want to talk about. One of the most played. Video games at the moment. It's a game that I become addicted to it's fortnite Uh, the battle royale edition even if you don't know what fortnite is then let me give you a brief rundown 100 people drop into a map and fight to be the last person standing what fortnite does really well is updating the game it updates weekly and also, the fr- it's a free-to-play game as well, which is nice. But the free-to-play model is really good. Instead of you buying weapons and guns to help get an advantage, it's not pay-to-win at all. It's just purely cosmetic stuff. Personally, I find it helps, but it's not required to win the game. However, the... Battle Pass is one of the biggest purchases in Fortnite. I would definitely go for it, especially this season with season 5. The Battle Pass is amazing. The schemes are really good and you get a good chunk of Fortnite. You also get access to more challenges. The challenges are a really good thing as well and as well towards the end of the season, Fortnite the developers' epic games they sort of embed little bits for the community to find the ending of season 4 into season 5 was amazing the way they did real life stuff there was llamas found in London and across Europe there was a burger head in America which was mad and loads of other stuff as well it's one of the biggest games on the planet and if you've not played it yet either you probably don't like it or you've probably i would be surprised if any of you haven't heard of it but if you haven't and you want to check it out just google fortnite basically or yeah google fortnite and you'll be fine you can get it on pc xbox one ps4 Nintendo Switch, iOS, and now Android in a beta version with invite codes. You can get it first on the Samsung Galaxy series, on a couple of them, but then, come in later this week, and possibly by the time this episode goes out, it may be available on more than just a Galaxy series. It, c- it can't run on every single Android phone, obviously, and it can't run on every iOS phone. So you'll have to check if you just go to your app store, then you can check what device you can run it on. But normal, decent PCs should be okay with it. But you might want to check on their website. That they've got all the details you need. It's a really really good game. I I really do love Fortnite. It's so much fun. And I think the challenges were a really, really good idea. I do find it a little bit grindy at times. But hey, it's a video game. If you are listening to this on the standard podcast app on that Apple sends with every single iPhone, please go and pick a better one. There's hundreds out there. My favourite one that you can well not my favourite one, but the best one apparently that you can get is Overcast. I've tried it, I don't really <laughs> like it, but I do like Castro. That's what I'm gonna be talking about. Castro is free with a subscription model. It's only available on iOS so if you're on Android. I'm sorry. You can't get this but there are loads of great options as I say overcast is great you can get that on the web as well so go for overcast if you're on Android but if you're on iOS that Castro is fantastic Castro plus is only eight pounds per year or three pounds every three months which is really really good it gives you access to silent trim silence enhanced voices mix to mono, chapter selection and episode artwork, night mode and alternative app icons, side loading, which you can bring in your music and audio and put that into the app, which is really cool. You can change the playback speed and other audio preferences for each individual podcast. You can set the start time and you can skip intros per podcast. And you can limit how many episodes you keep per podcast. What Castro does really well is make a good queue. It's a thing called triage. And what that does is you have an inbox where all, well, some or all of your podcasts will go to when new episodes land. And then you can select to play them add them to the queue and play them after the current episode to play them next, play them last or archive them. The queue is a big list of podcasts and you can just hit play and just listen and go through them all which is really cool. What it does really well as well It's let you listen to loads of podcasts and loads of different shows without getting overwhelmed i love podcasts and i listen to a lot but with castro i listen not less but i listen to more of what i want a certain episode i might not like and so i can just put that in to the bottom of the queue or into the archive talking about the archive it's a list of All the shows and all the episodes where if you just want to binge out on a show, which is really, really good. Also as well, you can go in to the settings for each podcast and set them to go automatically to the top or bottom of the queue or archive, which is really good for podcasts where you're going to binge a couple of episodes and then catch up weekly, which is good. The queue having a, a podcast that I love go straight to, that, to the top of that queue. I can just hit play and I know it, it's a good podcast. It's good quality. It's stuff that I want to listen to. I mean, maybe this show might go at the top of the queue for you. I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. Um, but yeah, there's also a really good discovery section. It's not amazing. You've got a list of all the different um, topics. And options for podcasts. And then you can see some of the most played. Or you can just search for it. Discovery for podcasts is a big problem. And no app out there does it really, really well. So hopefully there will be something in the future. So yeah. That is Castro As I say, it's free to download from the IOS app store and you can get Casio Plus for £8 for 12 months or £3 for 3 months. It's not an advert so you don't have to buy Casio Plus. So yeah, if you like it and like the sounds of it, go get it. It's a great free app anyway, to be honest. Next up, I want to talk about one of my favourite TV shows. At the moment, it's a children's cartoon series, but wow, is that amazing. It's called Steven Universe, created by Rebecca Sugar. You may know her if you're a big Adventure Time fan. She wrote a couple of episodes along with some uh, great songs for Adventure Time. And when Cartoon Network asked the staff to submit their own ideas for shows, She went out and gave them the pilot for Steven Universe. I've only watched up to the third series, so this will just be talking about the first, second, and third series. Obviously spoilers. Let's get into it. So the first 20 episodes of the show are basically character and world building. You get to meet the townsfolk and there's the crystal gems and Stephen himself and the chari- a couple of the characters it's good but it's not essential where it really picks up is episode 25 or 24 and it gets really good from there a big storyline about the crystal gems about what they are with an amazing season finale as well. It's just great. Cartoon Network was originally only going to put 26 episodes out. But 10 days in, they decided to double that. And so the first episode is 54 episodes of the Universe. They're only 11 minutes each, but Wow. It's an amazing series. That, that second half is great. There's story, there's new characters, there's so much. It is honestly fantastic. And the pinnacle of that is the season finale where we get to see Stephen. Same the day, we get to see Ruby and Sapphire, who turn out to be Garnet. She is fused together. They are fused together. They're in love. And it's so beautiful to see this LGBT representation as well in the children's TV show, which is terrific. And yeah, it's great. It's very, very happy and fun. That's why I love this show. I can sit down, watch an episode, and feel great. Whenever I'm feeling down, it's there for me to watch. The story gets better in the second series. There's less meet-the-characters or we-need-to-do-this-thing type of episodes, which are fun and all, but the story is really where it is. I mean, it is a story-drama, which is good. Uh, The characters are great. One of my favorites is Sadie. She works at the shop and she gets her own episode about a song, which is terrific and really good fun. We meet Parodot as well at the end of Series 1, and that carries over into Series 2, or do we meet her in Series 2? I'm not sure, but anyway, Series 2, it's great, we meet her, we get to see in the end, there's the talk about the cluster, or is that Series 3? I'm not sure. I apologise if you've not watched Series 3, I might have just spoiled that. No, I'm not sure, anyway. I basically spent an entire day and just binged Series 3. So, it was so much fun. But yeah, we in- get introduced to Paradot in Series 2, and Lapis Leslie as well, who we saw in the first episode, uh, the first season even, not the first episode. She is a crystal gem that Stephen freed from a mirror and healed, which is pretty awesome. We get to see Paradot and her... There's a lot of great songs. There's Connie as well. How did I forget about Connie? She is amazing with this with St- uh, with Stephen's mum's roses sword. Greg is a terrific daddy. and a car wash and he is a musician. Oh, it used to be anyway. And it's just great. So much fun. So yeah. Also, we get see the cluster, I think, in Series 3, and that's awesome. We also get to see more about Homeworld, the Diamonds as well. We also get to see the Rubies in a great game of baseball, which is fun. Jasper as well, the main villain um, of the Crystal Gems during that series, which is awesome. But yeah. I think that's pretty much everything. So, Stephen you the best. Go and watch it. I hope it's not review. Just sort of a teaser slash spoilers, just to whip your, whet your wet your appetite. Go and watch the show. It's terrific. It's colourful. It's fun. It's bright. It's brilliant. Watch it. If you can see it on Netflix here in the UK, the first series, and you can, I think it. And it's also on Cartoon Network if you've got that on um, it's on BT, Sky it's not on Phoebe unfortunately. In America it's again on Cartoon Network you can catch up on the a couple of episodes on the app as well. On the Cartoon Network app in America which is good. The final thing that I want to talk about in this long extended 25th episode celebration is this podcast where we've come and where I want to go. When I started this show last year, over a year ago now, I never expected it to be like this. I never expected people to listen. This was intended really for people in America or elsewhere in the world. I don't want to know more about Britain, but quite a lot of people, at least that I've heard of, from the UK and listen to the show which is great it's nice uh, when I was walking around my town to s- and school to see people say oh I've listened to your show and I really like it and that is amazing and so I'm so grateful for that I know it's been off and on and up and down over the over the past year or so I'm going to try and fit to a more a a better schedule one each week on Saturday sometimes on Sunday so the weekend depending on times as we move forward talking about moving forward my ultimate goal